0: Welcome back for another episode of Sales Pipeline. Grab your board. We're going to swim out in that sea of ideas and see if we can't see that sales pipeline starting to curl up out in the ocean there uh, with the man who knows how to catch every wave, Matt Hines.
1: Well, I'm hoping that a lot of sales professionals are, um, are flushing out that sales pipeline and closing some deals as we record this on the last day of February. Um, but I have been a little worried about you Paul. Have last you? couple episodes yeah well last couple episodes uh, we were talking about beach drizzle out there so I want to make sure that you are I, I can it looks like the studio is dry are you are you okay?
0: It's a little little drizzly out there again. I didn't want to start off a negativity we got some criticism saying you know Paul's being down and negative just because it's raining here in Southern California but I'm telling you it's a disaster and again it's overcast and drizzly.
1: Uh Yeah, well, okay. So for a third week in a row, Paul is having to deal with <laughs> a little bit of the weather that the entire rest of the country deals with. It we're way not way.
0: used to this. We don't get weather. You know, the best job in the world is to be the weatherman in Southern California because every day it's seven, 70 and sunny. You know, when it's well, not, we're 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 discombobulated. We're upset. I
1: know. Well, earlier this week, uh, our guests today and many people in B2B marketing were down in Scottsdale for the B2B Marketing Exchange, which many years, including this year, kind of represents the beginning of uh, spring conference. conference. Conference season. We got a lot more coming up here, and we'll be doing taking Sales Pipeline Radio on the road and broadcasting live for many of them over the course of the next couple weeks and months. But thanks very much for joining us today on Sales Pipeline Radio, our last episode of February. If you're joining us live on the Funnel Media Radio Network, thanks so much for doing so. If you're listening to the podcast, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for downloading. Uh, We are well over 50,000 subscribers now as we uh, head into the last part of Q1. And every episode of sales pipeline radio is always available past present and future on sales radio.com we are featuring every week some of the best and brightest minds in b2b sales and marketing today is absolutely no different very excited to have friend uh friend of mine friend of the business um chief marketing officer for terminus derek slayton derek thanks so much for joining us today
2: hey matt great to be with you thanks for so welcome. if you were to compare
1: scottsdale weather Versus uh, Atlanta weather versus. I'm assuming you're going to be heading home to Boston weather here soon. Um, (laughs) Kind of where? where, What's uh, give me give me a give me a state of your week here?
2: Yeah, well, to be honest, I was I'm not actually out in Scottsdale. The whole team's out there, but I didn't get a chance to go. Uh, I was in uh, the Caribbean with my family for a quick vacation last week, so I can I got got a four quadrant weather update for you. It was beautiful in the Caribbean. I heard it was gorgeous in Scottsdale it's nice in Atlanta, and I'm, I'm flying home to 18-degree weather in Boston, so we'll run the whole gamut across the country. There. Oh,
1: my gosh. Well, I was, I was in Denver yeah. yesterday for our, uh, for our latest CMO breakfast, and it was in the teens most of the day, Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, yeah, that's for for, for, for for this West Coast boy. That gets a little chilly to be outside, but uh, appreciate you joining the call today. You know, there's so many things we could talk about, you know, the growth of ABM, the growth of Terminus as a key component of that, and we'll get into some of those elements, but I think I wanted to start with you you i think you know i you and i got to know each other uh, from your time at net prospects and you know you were you joined a startup which was acquired by a large company done in bradstreet and now you're back at startup lane so talk a little bit about what it's been like to go from startup to big company and now back to startup
2: yeah well i think the first observation i would probably make matt is the uh the atrophy rate of a cmo is incredibly high it's something i didn't necessarily appreciate uh coming back into a startup world from uh from D&B, so just for those of you that haven't been following my career, and I assume that's most of you, I was at uh, Net Prospects, uh, as Matt mentioned, a smaller startup company, ran both product and marketing there, got acquired by D&B, and at D&B, spent about three, a little more than three years uh, there with some great people, and a very big company, changed a lot of what we were doing from a um, from a product and, and marketing perspective, but uh, but jumped back into Terminus about six months ago, And uh, and yeah, I think what I would just... Say candidly as I didn't have as much appreciation as I probably should have for how much this industry changes and how, you know, jumping back into a CMO role, you know, three years, you know, after I had been in one, I was jumping back into a dramatically different pond than uh, than I was expecting, frankly. So I had to get my uh, my CMO muscles tuned back up. And, and I also think uh, just joining a smaller company from a company that had great people But because it was big, sometimes struggled with decision making and, and being quick and nimble. Um, there definitely is some learnings on being aware of, you know, your ability to initiate change inside a small company being high. That also comes with the perspective of being careful with, you know, how many levers you choose to switch because you have much more access to those levers than you, you probably did at a larger company.
1: I mean, you, you have a really unique perspective having, you know, Ben and Martek kind of cut out for literally just a couple of years and then coming back and, and to be, to, to recognize that speed of maturation and just a, sort of a uh, sort of progression in the industry is interesting. Uh, what, what do you think the implications are though for for those that are, that never left the industry, but you know, many of us stare at our same four walls every day and sort of we know what we know and we know what we're executing. How important is it to, to continue to sort of, whether it's to be at the conferences or to, to talk to your peers, and to, to make sure that you are keeping that edge as a marketing leader?
2: Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, many of us get, get due to your point, Matt, get kind of caught up in uh, the regularity of whatever job we're currently in. And anytime you change jobs, um, it can be an opportunity to take a fresh look at something because you have to. Uh, and I, I actually think my, you know, my advice is to try to make sure you're doing that on a regular basis in your existing job and to provide that, outside-in perspective to what your company is doing, what your team's doing, what you're personally doing. Uh, and oftentimes, using conferences or even just customer visits or time out of the office is a great opportunity to uh, kind of turn that switch on and, and exercise uh, that muscle a bit. Because uh, I think it's critical. You can, you can get lost in your to-do list. I know I do. We all struggle with that, I'm sure.
1: Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Derek Slayton. He is the uh, the Chief Marketing Officer for Terminus, and you've been there about seven months. But it feels like I'm sure it probably feels like you've been there a while. There's been a lot going on. In the company, uh, there's a lot going on uh, in the marketing efforts and in the brand. I know you guys recently just went through a bit of a rebrand with Terminus, and would love to have you talk a little bit about that from two perspectives. One, um, you know, you, you're—I definitely see you more as a demand gen guy, more as a sales pipeline guy, and I know you you have you have said you know you're historically not a brand guy. So curious, you know, how did you how did you manage a brand project without you know that being a brand guy? Because I'm sure a lot of people yeah. are going through that or will go through that. And also, you guys did this in entirely in-house. You didn't hire a brand agency. You didn't hire an ad agency to help. So talk about this journey for you and talk about sort of the pros and cons of doing it internally.
2: Yeah, well, I I have a lot to say on this. I'm pretty passionate about it. I've really just candidly taken a lot of energy from the project. And it's been a wonderful kind of experience for me to go through. As you mentioned, I, I don't I classify myself more as a demand pipeline and product person versus a, a brand person. I tend to think that if you, you build great experiences with, with the solutions you have, your brand takes care of itself. And if you can drive pipeline, your salespeople will be happy. Uh, but brand is really important. I think it's increasingly important as the commoditization of B2B and all products kind of comes to fruition. And in that case, you know, your brand story and that, that representation you have with your customer can, Really should be your key differentiator, uh, and and with Terminus being a company that's growing and evolving so quickly, you know, coming out of a space where we were, you know, a little bit more of a niche provider to now being a much more comprehensive kind of platform, account-based platform provider, you know, I recognize that our our current brand when I joined versus our current offering in the market and our strategic nature that we were filling with our customers didn't match up. And, and we definitely needed to take a big step forward and corral kind of our brand story, our brand values and our brand assets. Uh, so that was something that I, that I definitely recognized coming in. The decision to do it, um, in-house was really came from a couple different avenues. One is we just happen, I happen to be blessed with having a couple in-house designers that are just fantastic. And, uh, and that's actually a luxury that I hadn't been accustomed to having at other startups. This is now my sixth. Startup company, if I can, not feel depressed about saying that. <laughs> uh, and and I've never, I've always had external agencies, never really had internal designers uh, available to marketing, and we have that here for a number of reasons, and they're all good ones. Um, So as we looked at our brand and as we looked at what we were trying to do and as I looked at the talent we had and also just talking to some folks out in, in the market, I spent some time with Ryan Benici who's at G2. Uh, there, there was a a great rebrand that the folks at Asana drove where they had a a wonderful blog that they talked about the process that they went through that was super helpful. We just kind of felt like we had enough understanding of what we were trying to do. We had enough bandwidth and design capabilities in-house that was willing to take on the project. And we kind of knew where we wanted to go. Um, and I would just say my learning was that, look, if you have those, if you, if if that fits, um, doing it in-house, it just takes away so much of the other external challenges that come with a brand project because they typically are very expensive. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars and agencies come in and they typically want to run through a fairly laborious process for good reasons. Um, That, uh, that we just felt like we didn't necessarily need. So, um, so the takeaway was that we were able to do it in a a little less than three months. I think we got a really, a really gorgeous new brand mark and brand story that came out of it. I think it really fits with what we wanted to do. And we were able to execute quickly and and candidly in, in startup world, as you well know, you know, saving, saving your pennies for other endeavors is not ever a bad thing. So, um, so that was also a good side benefit as well.
1: Love it. Uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the MarTech space that you are now firmly back into. You know, the uh, the number of tools out there continues to proliferate. I think those specifically in the account based marketing space also continue to expand and mature. Talk a little bit about what you've seen now that you're back in terms of everything from the consolidation to tools to, you know, especially for those listening, what are some of the skill sets and attributes um, that are required for modern marketers to be conversant and to be capable? with the martech tools they need to succeed
2: yeah i mean i think the tool the toolware industry has definitely gone a bit haywire and i think we're seeing that like i I think even internally here when i joined we had a number of martech tools that um that we weren't necessarily putting to good use and sometimes a lot of that goes with um the people and the churn that you might have internally so in many cases you have people turn over and people that brought in a tool are no longer at the company and the the, the knowledge transfer just doesn't happen, and and therefore the tool can sit a little bit idle. Uh, I think what what I see happening now is you know kind of a return to the basics of saying like well what are our core objectives as a team, and how do I how does our technology need to be um, need to be constructed to help us do what we really care the most about, as opposed to we have all these tools let's make sure we use them the way they we think they're supposed to be used, and uh, and I think what what we're seeing is because The solutions are getting better. Uh, The vendors are spreading their wings a bit. There is a ton of overlap in kind of some of the use cases that many of those tools support. And and I'm just seeing folks being much more diligent about I'm trying to do X, and I have actually three pieces of technology internally that can partially help me with that whatever X is. Let me pick one and pick a vendor that's going to help deliver 100% of what I need. Uh, and, and let me drop the other two tools. Uh, and I think the skill set that is required in marketing in that in that arena is really being much more aware of what the business objectives actually are uh, and how and how do I map my technology to those business objectives.
1: Love it. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be back with more with Derek Slayton. He's the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer for Terminus, Account Beats Marketing Platform. We're going to be talking a little more about sort of the strategic nature of marketing in B2B, the revenue responsible role marketing is playing. We're going to tease a little bit uh, both a state of ABM survey as well as an upcoming event uh, that if you're an ABM, you're not going to want to miss. We'll be right back on Sales Pipeline Radio. <music>
2: The way we do business is advancing faster than ever before, yet amongst the disruptions there's one pillar that stays standing through it all, the power of a relationship. Relationships are at the core of everything. So how are today's organizations developing, nurturing, and leveraging them to drive success? Join Matt Hines and Sigster's VP of Marketing, Justin Keller, for the on-demand webinar, The State of Relationship Marketing and learn how your team can bridge the gaps between relationships and revenue. Listen now at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing dot com.
0: In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And, amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com. Just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z. Marketing.com com okay let's pick it back up with Matt and his guest as they throw another shrimp on the Barbie and uh, tell us more about the state of ABM in 2019.
1: Thank you very much, Paul. Well, uh, excited to get a little more We're here with uh, Derek Slayton, the CMO of Terminus. Next couple of weeks, you're going to find some really cool stuff on Sales Path Iron Radio. We have the Senior Vice President of the Seattle Mariners. She's been with the organization for 23 years. She runs everything from individual ticket sales to group ticket sales to corporate sales to suite sales. A little B to B, a little B to C. She has a overview of a lot of inside salespeople as well. So thought it'd be interesting to get her perspective. We'll have that on the show here in the next couple of weeks. Also, Jamie Shanks, he is the founder of a company called Sales for Life, and he has just completed a book called Spear Selling, talking about how Uh, sales organizations and sales leaders can really build a program focused on going after a specific audience. So not just selling with nets, fishing with nets, but fishing with spears. Speaking of fishing with spears, more on the ABM side, the account-based marketing side with our guest today, Derek Slayton. And, you know, Derek, talk a little bit about Maybe not necessarily the state of ABM survey report, which I know we are intentionally uh, avoiding a little bit today because we've got uh, a webinar next week and we've got some other promotional elements around that. So we will cover that a little later, but you guys also have a new, uh, just l- literally earlier this week, announced a new conference or an expanded conference coming up this summer for account-based marketing professionals. Talk a little bit about what's coming up.
2: Yeah, happy to. And, and thanks, Matt. Uh, so, uh, and for those of you that have been following the space, you know, we've been, we've been driving this Flip My Funnel community since the inception of Terminus. It was actually a founding principle of the company, which is really the movement around account-based marketing. And Flip My Funnel has been an event that we've run with a lot of love since the beginning of the company. Uh, we had over a thousand marketers in Boston. We run it in August every year. Um, we also partner up with the folks at Demand Gen and G3 Communications. Our big sponsors of uh, B2BMX, which is the event in Arizona we were chatting about earlier. Uh, those guys were very interested in getting an East Coast presence. Uh, we were very interested in expanding the reach and the audience around Flip My Funnel. So we're super happy to be partnering up with those guys and running a, a kind of a co-located event. Uh the same times we usually do in August in Boston at the new Encore Hotel there, which is a fabulous property. It's the 12th and 13th of August. Uh, It'll bring together a a bunch of different content tracks. Flip my funnel will be uh, kept as a, as a standalone thing nested inside this larger event with a lot more relevance. It's actually going to be the sales and marketing summit. Um, So we're bringing together both sides of the revenue machine and making sure that we're, we're driving that continued alignment story around around being a, a partnership between sales and marketing as we go to market. I think that's one of the underlying principles of account-based marketing. So, you know, if you're an account-based marketer or just a B2B marketer in general looking to get better, I'd encourage you to check out that event. We'll have some more information in the coming months about how to sign up and register for it. It is the 12th and 13th of August in Boston at the gorgeous Encore Hotel, which is a brand new property just opening up. So uh, if nothing else, bookmark a calendar so you have the space. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to bringing Flip My Funnel and account-based marketing practitioner content to a larger audience this year in Boston.
1: Yeah, save the day for sure. The uh, the conferences that uh, Terminus has put on around the Flip My Funnel movement have always been great. Great speakers, great attendees. If you want to get out and learn from other people that are doing account-based marketing at various stages of maturity, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, let's talk a little more about that sort of that that you know sort of the nature of B2B today. I think the fact that you guys are expanding this to be a sales and marketing conference is is further evidence that marketing is really being asked to step up to the table to not just drive demand, but really have revenue responsibility. Talk a little bit about the increasingly important but also complex objectives marketing has around customer experience, around creating more operational efficiency between sales and marketing. What does that look like for you and, and how has that been a big part of sort of your early days there at Terminus?
2: Yeah, I mean I think it's it's a it's a definitely a trend that I've been, you know, trumpeting myself for a number of years. Now I am seeing it in other companies, I think in b2b where marketing used to be kind of you know red balloons or blue balloons at the conference uh it's now a a dramatically different situation and uh and i think that's a wonderful thing but i think um you know as i look at what i've been asked to help with at previous companies and at this company it does require a deeper level of of partnership between you know myself our chief revenue officer our chief financial officer because what we're actually looking to drive is efficiencies across the business. And uh, and that comes down to, you know, how do we balance the dollars we're investing in people and programs in the market with the revenue expectations we have for the business and the profit uh, or OPEX requirements um, that we have as a company. And I think, uh, you know, as a, as a marketer today, as a B2B marketer today, you need to be capable of sitting at the table and having those discussions and uh, actually playing, you know, a role much, much larger than just, you know lead generation or brand uh within the within the, the context of the company and you see lots of of marketing organizations taking on strategic projects like whether it's customer experience as a whole or um pulling in sales development for you know lead qualification and demand generation through to uh to uh, meeting setting or um, business development or, you know, other initiatives that are maybe traditionally broader than just, tr- than the, the normal marketing remit, uh, has been. So I, I think that's an interesting kind of development and definitely requires, um, you know, marketing leaders to be, uh, you know, forward leaning in terms of looking at the business more objectively and, and looking for places where the companies can be, um, can be altered for the better and, and taking a leadership role in that, in that regard.
1: What what do you think it takes for marketers to sort of elevate some of that as a part of their priorities? Because I think you know you you I mean Terminus is I would consider more of a progressive company that just kind of gets that sales and marketing should be working together. I think especially you get outside of tech, you get outside of SaaS and Martech, you see a lot more marketers that even if they believe they should embrace revenue responsibility, the sales team is um, you know surprisingly defensive and sort of you know sort of uh, resistant to that. You've got you know executive leadership that don't necessarily see Marketing in that like, what would be your advice to marketers that understand? This is a role they need to play but need to manage the internal culture to try to get there
2: Yeah, I think part of it is accountability and how you measure your teams and how you structure your teams Uh, one thing I've been very kind of cognizant about is making sure that as I've built the team in marketing I I have great leaders in core aspects of the marketing uh, of the marketing organization to be able to scale Um, appropriately so that I can help drive those conversations a little bit more strategically. Uh, Another piece is just within one of those functions, typically, you know, demand gen, uh, make sure that that leader is somebody who's, you know, had some experience with sales, uh, possibly has been in sales, um, is uh, sitting down on a daily basis with the sales leaders that we're supporting to understand how they're compensated and, and measured and what they're trying to do with their teams and how they can help. And I think when when marketing starts to deliver on those promises and be much more of an aligned organization around helping sales be more effective in whatever it is that they're being measured by, which is typically revenue, uh, then you kind of you buy the equity. Um, To be more of a partner at the at the bigger table on how do we change the way we invest in this business and and therefore a dollar that the cfo has to allocate doesn't become a dollar that gets argued between the sales leader and the marketing leader it's it's a discussion about where are we going to get more leverage from this dollar should we put it into an event or a marketing program or do we want to put it into a sales rep um, or a sales development rep and and you can have much more kind of constructive conversations once you've built that level of Of trust
1: I think well uh, just a couple more minutes here before we have to wrap up I want to ask you about some of your influences as you've kind of made your way through your career Uh, people uh, authors managers professors people that have had a particular influence on you who are like one or two maybe that you would highlight that that you might recommend other people check out as well
2: yeah well I think um, you know I fall back on this a a, a fair amount when I have chatted with others Um, I was at Citrix Systems. We got, I was at a small company in Boston. We got acquired by Citrix Systems in, uh, 2000 and 2006. I should know that year it was the year my son was born. And he, we actually got acquired the same week he was, he was born. We, we thought about wow. naming him Citrix. Thought about naming him Citrix, but we didn't. <laughs> That's uh, good. The, 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 C, the CEO of Citrix is a guy by the name of Mark Templeton. He's now the CEO of DigitalOcean. Um, he has been an incredibly, um, awesome influence in my career just because of his ability to, um, To have empathy for people that work with him to understand uh how to motivate people in a way that gets them to buy into what's going on uh to have an understanding of what is the customer experience we're trying to deliver and i think as a company uh, that's a really important thing and marketing needs to be right in the middle of making sure that we're clear on what that is and what our brand values are and what are our, our key attributes that we really think are most critical. So Mark was, continues to be just a great influence over, you know, how to lead, um, how to work with people, how to inspire the most out of the people you work with, both people that work on your team and people that you work with on other teams. Um, so he's one that I, I draw back on a fair amount from a from an author perspective, and I say this with a little bit of reservation because it's probably been said a hundred million times before. But I think that's actually just a, a, a compliment to the individual. I, I really love the the way that Seth Godin provides tidbits that make you think about how you want to drive your your marketing message and what you're doing from a product perspective to higher levels. And and I've used his stuff. Uh, regularly within teams I've worked with in fact I bought um everybody on my team a new a copy of his new book this is marketing i think it's got a ton of kind of connection to what we're trying to do here at terminus from a you know work with people who should be working with you kind of perspective which is really at the core of account based marketing to begin with um so he's one that i i continue to to use time and time again i just think he has a great ability to to net out really great tidbits of info that have great meaning and actually not only that they have a great way of making you think deeper about whatever challenges you're you're thinking about in your current job so he's a he's another one i would mention
1: Love it. Well, we unfortunately are out of time. We're going to have to wrap it up. But I want to thank our guest today, Derek Slayton. He's the Chief Marketing Officer for Terminus. We will certainly put in the notes uh, a few links to things we talked about today. We will keep you abreast once we have our registration information for the conference coming up in August with Terminus and uh, Demand Gen Report. So thank you for thank you for that. And uh, that's all we got time for today, Paul. On behalf of my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio.
0: You've been listening to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio brought to you by the good folks at Matt Hines Marketing.